This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome along. It's another edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast and YouTube show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm joined, as per usual, on a Sunday afternoon to look ahead to three tennis tournaments this week is our senior ATP Tour handicapper. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, I know you've, you've, you've come on again since, I think, for about the last three weeks. You've had a bit of an illness, and you, you seem to have another setback today. Yeah, I've... I've... Supposedly, all my friends keep telling me I've got this this thing called a hundred days cough, which I'd never heard of, and I must admit I haven't Googled it, but I suspect it's not a wind up because these people don't know each other; they're all entirely different people, friends of mine and stuff. But apparently, it starts with a sore throat, like I had, and then and then it moves into your chest and you're coughing. You're coughing for a hundred days, basically. So I've got, by my reckoning, I've got about another ninety. I don't know, about another ninety-five to go. So. By the time you... we get to Madrid, <laughs> I might be all right. But yeah, it's not been it's not been a it's not been a good sort of couple of months for my health, that is for sure. But well, um there you go. First of all, I hope you, you don't have the hundred day cough and hope you recover from that quickly because you know we you're you're on duty for us in a couple of weeks' time or three weeks' time over in the over in Indian Wells. So we want you fit and ready for that. We also want you fit and ready to be because be winners. But the one person I do feel sorry, if you've got a cough for a hundred days and you're feeling under the world, I do feel very sorry for Natasha. I really do. I know no, 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 she doesn't get much of the audition. Oh, Sean, if you've got a cough for 100 days, I, I, I think oh, you're not feeling under weather. I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I did say to her the other day, I did say the other day that she should probably invest in a pair of earplugs. But yeah, I, I've slept in earplugs now for quite, quite a few years because we used to have this cat and it would just wander about in the middle of the night, yowling its head off at about one, two o'clock in the morning for no apparent reason. So I, I got in the habit about two or three years ago of, of wearing earplugs and I can't get out of the habit now. Any any little thing in the middle of the night just kind of, I was going to say annoys me, but I can't be annoyed <laughs> when I'm asleep, can I? Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I can, I don't if know. If anyone can, you can. Possibly, yeah. But um, so I, I, I've worn earplugs for a long time, but she won't do it. She's got some sort of problem with 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 stuffing things in her ears, apparently. So, um, I don't know. You know, what what can you do if you? I, it's not like I'm coughing on purpose just to kind of keep her away. If she wants to, if she wants to move into a you know a different bedroom with some soundproofing. I'm I'm all right with that. Don't worry about it. Well, if you do have the hundred day cough and she's reluctant to wear earplugs, I will be the over and under around about twenty six days where she thinks I've had enough of this. I've got to get earplugs. She's not gonna. She's not gonna last for you coughing away for hundred days. No way. I think it's a hundred days cough. I don't think you actually physically coughing all day every day for hundred days. It's just uh, it, it just doesn't go for like that time. So you're just kind of occasionally kind of coughing in that and. At night and in the mornings, it's it's the worst. In the days, it's it's actually not that bad. It's just it's just sort of in the morning generally. But um, she'll be all right, mate. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, well, I just I just 
just thinking 100 days, if you're real, it's going to be quite a tough uh, three months with Natasha. Your wife probably will be, so yeah. Yes, so anyway. Uh, and let's, uh, let's move on to the tennis. That's what you're here for. Not that that's Sean's medical condition and his <laughs> cough. We've got three tournaments this week. Again, very similar to last week, where we know the draw of one tournament and the other ones we're waiting on the draw because the timings, we have, actually haven't got that draw yet and we haven't got the outright markets. But Bet Rivers will have the outright markets up on their website as we go on. But we'll give you enough information. We'll give you sort of point you into, into, into the, the best way to approach the tournaments and give you the stats on the tournaments as well. So we won't have any outright prices on those tournaments. The three tournaments in question this week are a, a ATP Tour 500 event in Rio, which is the biggest one of the week. And um, we have two 250s, one in Doha in Qatar, and the other one is Los Cabos uh, in Mexico. Now let's start with the event in Qatar because we do have some odds on this and we do have some outright markets. And we do have the draw available. Um, before we go on to the draw and we break down the draw, Sean, um, I followed the women's event last week in Qatar. Bit windy. That caused a lot mm -hmm. of problems for a lot of the players there. Um, obviously, it was won by Igor Shrontek, who won it for the third time in succession. Uh, it's not notoriously a very fast surface because, you know, hence Igor Shrontek so dominant. She likes it slower. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, you, I think you, you, would, you probably wouldn't have caught the, the women's event last week. No. It was windy, and it did play a bit of havoc, and it wasn't as fast as it has been over the last few years. Yeah, it's it's often windy in Doha. It gets quite gusty. It's, it's it can be quite calm, and then it all all of a sudden it picks up, and it can it can put a few a few players off. Um, it's played on a plexi cushion prestige outdoor hard court. It's 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 a reasonably paced court ish. It's not a slow court as such, I don't think. But a lot of the matches are played at night. I don't know about the women's event, but yeah, a lot of the men's event are, are played at night. And if it's it's colder and slower at night, I think that's what makes it overall a, a slower sort of tournament than it than it would be if they were played. All the matches were played during the day. Um, it averages seventy nine percent holds and seventy one point four percent first serve points won. Not many tie breaks, which again leads to to that theory of it not being that quick. Thirty six percent of the matches on average, feature a tiebreak. It's not normally that great for underdog winners either. 32% kind of average to slightly below average. Um, and in terms of the, the total games, 52% of the matches in the last five years have been under the 22 and a half games. So no no massive um, trend there. I was uh, obviously, I've had a dinner here. I've had dinner at the, the Khalifa tennis course. I've actually been over here and had dinner. My friend Nick, who played football for Manchester City, lives literally across the street from the tennis court. So I went across the road and had dinner here when I stayed out there for the ah, well, You know the conditions better than me then, probably. Well, one thing I will say, it, when, well, the, I was I was obviously there in sort of December time and I, I stayed to the new year uh, across in Dubai, but it got, it was quite, quite chilly in the evening. It does. It does get cold at night. That was cold what makes night. it slower. Yeah. So that the, the order of play here might be very important to look at the order of play. It is, play. definitely, yeah. 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 So if you're, an early, if you're an early start, then obviously it'll be quite a little bit quicker in the evening where that wind and the cold may have uh, a havoc on the, on the conditions. And the order of play will be announced tomorrow. Before we come on to the order of play, um, 6.30 a.m. the matches start tomorrow. We look at the outright market. And let's look at the previous winners here. So if you give us a, some kind of a, a look at who's won yeah. it before. And Medvedev won it last year. He beat Andy Murray in the final, if I can remember rightly. Andy Murray had a, had a great run to the final. Batista Gutt won it in 2022. He's also won it in 2019. Uh, Bashilashvili won it in 2020. I'm just shocked there. Rublev, uh, who's in action, the number one seed this week, won it in 2020. And Gael Monfils is another player who's, uh, who's done well here. He won it in 2018. Um, if you go back further than that, Roger Federer was very popular here but it was a tournament mm. and it probably didn't have the quality as what it had did, did this used to be a 500 event it was always it was, it was not that i recall it's just a, it's just a very rich 250 yeah. i mean the prize fund here is what uh one and a half million it's 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 a 
uh, you know, it's a rich event. I, I don't yeah. recall it being a 500. It just, um, I just I've got that some the trends are... if you want them. Yeah, I'm going to come on to it. I just thought it was, if you looked at the fields before, there was there was a lot a lot stronger than you, I suppose. Like, so it's moved as well in the calendar. It used to be one of the first tournaments of the year, so it, it has moved around a bit. So it's 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 not always a, a sort of been a stable position in the calendar. No. Uh, give us the trends then, Sean. What do you got for us? Okay, so no number one seed has won here since Novak Djokovic in 2016. Um, as you said, there's been some very big price winners and finalists. One of my best ever winners here, 500 to 1 Basil Ashvili in uh 2021 that was you're not going to get better than that he was he was an absolute goat here basically what he got made the final i think a year later at a much 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 shorter price but always used to love playing here i don't know why he just did um Corentin mute 100 to 1 runner up here as a qualifier in 2020 um as you said 33 to 1 bautista a good beat 66 to 1 burditch in 2018, only one qualifier has ever made the final here in over 20 years, and that I think was Corentin uh, Mute. So, uh, a few random results there, and let's look at the draw, see who are the most favorable players to win the tournament. And he might look paid to further down when you look at those trends. Uh, the top four seeds get biased through to the second round, and those top four, four seeds are number one seed Andre Rublev, who has won here before. Uh, Kerin Kachanov, uh, a fellow Russian, he's in the bottom half, he's the number two seed. Number three seed is the Frenchman Hugo Humbert, who's, who won a tournament a couple of weeks ago in, in Marseille. And Bublik, Alexander Bublik, who also is in good form as well, he's the number four seed. So the top half is Rublev, Humbert, bottom half is Bublik, Kachanov. They are through to round two. The likely seeds in the top half of the draw to play, Rublev should play Davidovich Vakina if it went to the draw. Umber will play Musetti. That that completes the top half. Talon Griegspor, who made the semi-finals for us last week, uh, he's travelled across from Holland in Rotterdam. It was a fifty-to-one shot. Give us a great run for the money, running to Yannick Sinner. He's in mm. the bottom half of the draw. He will play Bublik, and then John Leonard Struff will play Kachanov. Um, looking at that draw, um, I mean, it's, I don't think there's really much of an advantage in the top half or the bottom half, Sean. But uh, let's have a look at the odds. See what the what you think there. Rublev is plus two fifty. Kachanov is five dollars. Uh, Umber is six to one. Bublik is seven fifty. Ruzovori is twelve. Davidovich Vikina sixteen. Talon Griekspor is sixteen. Fuksovic twenty. Andy Murray twenty. Chevchenko, who played quite well last week, he, uh, he's twenty. Uh, then we have Gael Monfils at twenty two. Mont- Musetti twenty five. Schrift twenty five. Sonego twenty five. And twenty eight to one. Bar those players. Um, what do you like here? I think the bottom half's got possibilities, more possibilities than the top half. I want to oppose Bublik in in Q3 here. Um, not Most of his best work, pretty much all of his best work, comes on either grass or indoor hard. Um, last 12 months, an outdoor hard Bublik, 4-9 win-loss, and a 96 service points, one and return points, one total. It's going to be windy here. I could see him getting annoyed by it. It's not particularly quick. I, I, I want to take him on really this week, Bublik. Um, Especially if it's an early start. As well. I don't think they do early starts here. Well, which, which would two be... o'clock in the afternoon they start something local time. He, he might be all right with that, but it, you know, cause no one works before eleven, so obviously he won't. He won't be doing that. Um, I, so I think this this third quarter is is where you want to be, um, and I, I'm taking Alexi Popper in here at twenty eight to one. I think there's a, quite a lot to like about his chances. He's beaten Bublik a couple of times. He's won both um, their previous meetings. One of them was a, in a final in Singapore and indoor hard. Um, and if he shows a similar level to what he showed in Australia when he, he really should have either beaten Novak Djokovic or at least pressed him 
to to a fifth set. He had a, a chance to go two sets to one up against Djokovic in in Australia. And he was he was in good form there. That sort of form is is certainly good enough to go very deep at this particular tournament. The other thing I like about Popperin is that I feel like he's at his best these days on on slower surfaces, whereas slightly questionable movement isn't isn't quite so exposed. Perhaps explains why he's got a poor record on grass. He doesn't he doesn't really like the low bounce and the the sort of quicker movements. Um, and the fact that he, he he's only title so far has come on clay he kind of supports that as well. You know, given that a lot of these matches are played at night, you feel like the conditions will will suit Popperin as long as he gets past the first couple of rounds. You've got Greek Spore in here. There's, there's got to be a come down from him, you would think, after Rotterdam. He, you know, that he played a lot of very long matches, didn't he? Massetti, Hercash. Um, he's put everything he could into that Rotterdam run. Now he's there's got to be some sort of letdown, you feel. Um, Fuksovic is possible, but he always sort of finds a way to lose when he's when he's in a sort of good position. And his fitness is always... You know, a bit of a letdown, and he's got a poor head-to-head -head against Bublik. I think Bublik's four-one against against Fuksovic, so he doesn't doesn't like the matchup with him. Um, looking slightly further ahead, Popperin's got a, a pretty good record against Kashanov. I know he's lost two of their three matches, but he, he won their last one very easily in Tokyo a few months ago on outdoor hard. And the two that he lost to Kashanov were in final set tie break. So he's been a very very tough opponent for um, for Kashanov. So if he gets to that semi-final, he does get Kashanov. You, you'd 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 give him a decent chance. If it's Rusevori that comes through to the semi-final, because it could be on form, he's also beaten Rusevori in, in their only career meeting. <laughs> Excuse me. So I think there's a lot to like about Popperin. Twenty-eight to one. Well, twenty-eight to one, Alexis Popperin. <laughs> um, is that is that your? You're just going to go for the one there, Sean? Or is there anything else you quite like, or just going to tick just stick to the Australian? Excuse me, my voice isn't great. That's fine. No problem. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Rusev Roy is the one that I thought about, but 12 to 1, I think, is a bit short. So, yeah, 28 on Popperin. That's yeah. that's where I'm going to go. So, we're going to go for 28 to 1 Popperin for the tournament in Doha. Obviously, the scheduling is really, really important, as we said there. Uh, we do know some of the matches tomorrow. Head to the Bet Rivers website. There are a few matches there on the timings. We know the time 6.30 a.m. is the first match uh, Eastern time. So, it's a nice early start for you. Obviously, the tournament is in Doha, in Qatar. Uh, 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. There is a couple of matches that you like the look of or you want to speak about. And one of them is involving our, uh, our tournament pick, Popperin. He's in action at 11.20. Uh, he's a heavy favourite, minus 2.20. Against now, I, I like the way you picked this one for me because you know I'm going to struggle here. Uh, Abdella, I do it on purpose. Al, I, I thought you did. Al Abdella Shelbaya, is that correct? Shalbaya? Shalbaya? Abdella Shelbaya, yeah. Shelbaya. Abdella Shelbaya. Abdella Shelbaya is plus 170. The spread here is a two and a half start uh, for Shabaya at plus 104. Giving up two and a half, popping at minus two and a half is minus 132. And the total is 22 and a half. Remember, there's 29 different markets available at Bet Rivers. And you can bet live and watch live on the Bet Rivers app. Place a bet and watch the match live from the comfort of your own home. Um, we obviously like Popperin to win the tournament, so we, we, we're going to get with our man here. Um, we're not going to bet him on the money line, I'm sure, at minus 220, no. but I'm, I think you found some uh, other alternatives. Where's the best play here? I think Overs is is very interesting here. I think Shelby will do something decent um, in in this particular match. He's been playing some good tennis lately, Shelby. He's certainly a player that's improving. And Of course, Popperin's not played since the Australian Open. I still think Popperin will win this match, but there are reasons to think that it might be a decent test. Firstly, Popperin's record against left-handers isn't great. 5-15 and 15 win-loss at main level against left-handers, which is not good. 
and a service points one and return points one total of 96. Lost 13 of his last 14. So terrible record against lefties. That's something he's got to overcome. Um, Shelby's record at main level, you know, isn't that great. He's been improving in challenges, won a challenger last year, um, last season. Obviously, this is a, a a big tournament for him. You know, he's from Jordan. This is his home tournament. He's got a wild card. He's he's obviously going to look to in, impress. Um, last year in this tournament, he took a set off off Quan, off Sunwoo Quan, who had not long won Adelaide. Um, so given the fact that Popperin's got a poor record against lefties, <laughs> excuse me, um, I think it's a good chance for Shelby. Yep, Shelby never covered. Popperin. Sorry, mate. That's Pop- Pop- Popperin's never covered minus three and a half games in any best of three set match against a left-hander at main level. So that's an option, or the over games is an option. Um, I think it'll, it's one that Popperin, I think, will win in the end, but I don't think it's going to be easy. That's the stats we come here for. Look at that. Never covered three and a half against a left-hander. Uh, two and a half is the spread you want here, here. Uh, but 22 and a half on the total, <laughs> maybe a little bit of an over. Look at the first set overs as well. Could be a possibility. Popperin does play an awful lot of tie breaks. Uh, the next match we're going to speak about is actually tomorrow. We don't know the time yet, but it's Jean Leonard Struff up against O'Connell. Uh, Struff is a favorite here at minus 162. O'Connell is plus 130. Struff is the number six seed here. Uh, the head, the spread is one and a half, minus one and a half. A Struff is minus 127. O'Connell receiving one and a half is even money. And the total here in Struff matches, as you would expect, quite high. 23 and a half with over minus, uh, plus 102 and under minus 129. These two have met twice before. They met in the Australian Open in 2021. O'Connell won that match in straight sets. He is, a, he is Australian, so he would have a bit of an advantage there. But when they played in a challenger event in 2023 last year, Struff won 6176. In the three matches they sorry, two matches they played, there has been three tie breaks, though. Um, I'm, that would be where I'd be leaning towards. Sean, would you be sort of looking at that kind of market again here? Possibly. I mean, as I said, they don't. It depends on the time of day as well. If it's a night match, you you, you perhaps wouldn't fancy a tie break. But um, I, I quite like O'Connell here at, at this price. I, I think Struff's not. He's just not been the same player since since he got yet another injury last season. Um, since he made the a lot of people will remember he made the final in Madrid on the clay quarterfinals in Monte Carlo, final in Stuttgart, probably should have won the title there. And then he was out for three months with a, what he described as not a small injury. He didn't actually say what it was, but since then his level just, it's not been the same. Since the end of the grass season in 2023 to now, Struff's got 41% win rate and the service points won and return points won total of 99 and a service hold and break total of 97, breaking only 15% of the time. So those those numbers are nowhere near the kind of the form, the kind of data that that saw him play so well in Madrid and Monte Carlo and Stuttgart. He's, he, since that injury, he's, he's not been anywhere near that. Um, O'Connell played really well in Australia at the start of the season, and he also played well in, in Doha last year. He only lost in the quarterfinal 7-5 in the third to Medvedev last year. He also played well in Dubai. So... This is a, a tournament and a time of year that, that O'Connell's done well. If we look at O'Connell in his last 12 months at main level, 49% win rate, a 99 service points, one every 10 points win total, and a service old break of 100. All those stats are better than the ones I just listed for, for Struff since his injury. So at this exact snapshot in time, um, O'Connell's playing the better tennis on, on those stats. So you would have to give O'Connell every chance. Struff, again, doesn't have a particularly great record in Doha. 4-5 win-loss. Um, O'Connell is 5-3 and three win-loss. 
And if we look at the service points, one and return points, one totals of both these guys in this tournament, Struff is on 99, O'Connell's on 104. Both of those stats include qualifying matches. So, so every match they've played here in Doha. O'Connell, um, the slight concern is that he retired citing fatigue in Bahrain last week, but I don't know about that. Citing fatigue after one match after the Australian Open, I, I suspect that's more him perhaps feeling a, a slight injury and, and, and wanting to, to not risk his performance here in Doha where, where he's played so well before. And obviously O'Connell's already beaten Struff in a big tournament. So I think there's a lot to like about O'Connell at these odds. Plus 130, I think he is with Bet Rivers. Yep. O'Connell is plus 130. Is that an official pick? Yeah, I'm happy to take that one, yeah. Right. So we've got two official picks uh, in Doha. We're going to go for Popperin with Chef Bala over 22 and a half goals. That, that's not an official pick. The no, outright is official. Okay, just yeah. the out. So we've just got the one pick, and our, our pick tomorrow is O'Connell to beat Strafan. That match is on Tuesday, so that you, this will be going live on Sunday afternoon in, in stateside, but you'll have a, a 24 hours or so before you place that bet. That won't be in action until Tuesday, <laughs> early morning on Tuesday. So uh, you don't have to rush to the Bet Rivers website, but I, if you do, I would suggest you do because Sean's stuff does get moved. The line does move prices, and the man does move prices. Now, move across the two tournaments, and as I said at the top of the show, we haven't got any outright markets, but we've got a tournament in Rio, which is the best tournament of the week in terms of uh, uh, stature. It's an A to B2 500 event. $2.3 million is up for grabs uh, here uh, and the prize money. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is the number one seed. Uh, number two seed is Cam Norrie. It's, it's always the case in these uh, South American events, isn't it? Uh, Alcaraz number one seed, Cam Norrie number what two. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three seed is Nicholas Jarry, who beat uh, Alcaraz, shot Alcaraz in, in Buenos Aires. Um, number four seed here is Serendulu, another uh, Argentinian. Uh, number five seed, we have, I can't find number five. Um, oh, Bayes in the top half. Number Bayes, six, yeah. Derry. Number seven, uh, Felix Artur Fies. And number eight is Offner. So the seeding is Alcaraz, Bayes, Serendulu, Jerry, top half of the draw. Fies against Jarry, Offner against Norrie. Um, you've got to look in the bottom half of the draw if, if you're looking for some value because our price is going to be a very low price favourite. Well done if you picked out Xavi uh, this week uh, in Buenos Aires, but uh, our price will be returning as a favourite here. Um, what's the trends here, Sean? And what do you, what, what, you know, do, we haven't got any odds, but have you had a look at the draw in any way? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to talk about the conditions? Yeah, sure. Just talking about Buenos Aires, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm seething about Diaz Acosta. Now, I put him up the other week, yeah. didn't I, in Cordoba? At a big price. He's now made the final a week later in Buenos Aires at what sixty six to one. Yeah, doesn't take much to annoy me. That that <laughs> that certainly did. So the conditions moving on to Rio. So it's usually a little bit slower, um, well, slowish kind of um, a clay court event. Maybe a, a touch quicker actually than Buenos Aires. And heat and humidity are often a, a, a big issue here, it, and they will be again this week. There's always a lot of thunderstorms around. It's it's very hot and humid. Players often struggle here, actually, coming from Buenos Aires to Rio because they use different balls. They use head balls here. They use Wilson balls in Buenos Aires. So it's a different ball. It's usually quite higher bouncing here in Rio than it is in Buenos Aires. So players that have gone deep in in, in Argentina, they do tend to struggle initially, at least, when they come to Rio. Um, it averages 74% holds, 67.4% first serve points, one which puts it slightly quicker than Buenos Aires. Very few tie breaks, 30% of the matches only feature a tie break here. Um, slight trend to the overs, 52% of the matches in the last five editions have gone over 22 and a half games. Normally a pretty good one for underdog winners, um, averages 38%, but the last two years have been disappointing, actually. They've not been not been 
up there. It, it, this tournament was averaging about 40-odd percent a couple of years ago, but now it's down at 38 because the last two years haven't been great. But I, sh I imagine there's going to be a fair few kind of uh, stoppages here because there are quite a lot of thunderstorms expected, but you know, you never know whether they're going to hit the, the, the local area or not. As far as trends um, are concerned in the outrights, Alcaraz is the only top seed to have made the final here since Nadal in 2014. Uh, and qualifiers have made the semifinals and the finals in two of the last three years here. The winner, uh, as far as the champion is concerned, there's only been one champion bigger price than 12 to 1 in the last six editions, and that was when Jerry won it in 2019 at um, 66 to 1. Yep. So there's all you need to know. Um, we have, like I say, we haven't got any odds, but uh, if you I can of... talk about how, sort of the, the draw and that. If that if... Yeah. I mean, if you we'll were looking at the draw now, and obviously, you, I, I'm I'm guessing that we're concentrating very heavily on the bottom half. Yeah. Because obviously, Alcaraz. If you look at the previous winners, that Cam Norrie won it uh, last year, beat Alcaraz. Alcaraz won it in 2022. Uh, Garen has won it in 2019. Uh, we've had uh, who else did win it? We uh, what's it? The, the the I can't remember. I can't remember the. the the guy Schwartzman won it as well. Um, Dominic Team has been a winner here. Um, but you know, I, I'm looking at this draw, and you've got to be in the bottom half of the draw, I think, for the each way yeah. that Bet Rivers offering. So, uh, I mean, you, I, Jerry must be exhausted after Buenos Aires. Norrie, he's not even never, finished yet, and yeah. he's got Santiago next week, by the way. That's his home tournament, yeah. And, and, and Norrie, I could never trust, and it despite being the defending champion here, but um, I don't know what, yeah, what, what he didn't. thoughts. He didn't go so well last week, did right. he? Or he lost to um, Coria, wasn't it? Coria is, is, is unbelievable renaissance, really, him. I mean, I say unbelievable. He, he does have some peaks and troughs, Coria. He, he's got to be absolutely exhausted this week. And he's playing a qualifier, Coria, actually. So that might he's be in that bottom of the draw as well. This, this yeah, he's that, everybody. If, if, he, if he wins this tournament, Coria, that'll be an unbelievable effort. The amount of tennis he's played in the last month would be incredible. I'd I, I like to see who that qualifier is, actually, against Coria. I might be tempted to take him on. Um, but this, yeah, this bottom half looks much more open, doesn't it? Artur Fies, you know, great player, but does he does he have the experience in this these sort of South American conditions? You wouldn't have thought so. If if he does, you know, take to it and he wins a couple of rounds and he gets into it, then he's he's certainly got a strong chance. But I imagine he's going to be a relatively short price. Norrie didn't look great last week. Might strip better this week here. Maybe conditions and the ball suit him better here. Than they're doing Buenos Aires, that's possible. But I think if you're looking at a big prize, I haven't seen any odds yet. I think the two that kind of stand out that if they have a good week and they're, they're certainly not in good form, um, Saboth Wild, who we'll talk about in a minute, he's in terrible form, but it wouldn't surprise me if he lit it up this week. A Christian Garin, if he's fit, you know, he hasn't been fit for a while. If he is fit, those two have got like if they, they're fit and they're on their best form, I think those two have got live chances, but you are. You are taking a bit of a, a bit of a punt, but as I said, I'm not seeing the prices yet. Yeah, no prices are out, but look at the bottom there, half there. We're going to come on to some matches where we do have prices, but uh, looking for Sean Safbert Wild, like, terrible form at the moment, but we're going to hear the reasons why there uh, there could be some value. And Gary, obviously, is a former winner here, and you know he's a player that on his day is more than capable. So mm. looking for somebody to make the final, we do believe our Kras will be a minus money favourite. He will be a minus money favourite. He's going to be looking to uh, revenge that defeat in Argentina and. Uh, Looking for someone in the who could reach the final and land a nice place on the each way betting. If you're new to the each way betting, it means you have two bets. One bet is on the winner market, one bet is to make the final, which is a half the odds usually on the player to the odds to make the final. So if you're 16 to 1, you'll be getting 8 to 1 to make the final. So uh, 
that's where we believe the value lies here. But there are two matches in Rio, as you mentioned there. And the first one I want to touch on is the match that you, you also talked about there. Now, when you put this through, I just thought that you would be making a huge case for Tabilo on the money line because the thorn for Seth Mad Wild is so bad. I thought there's no way Sean could be making a case for, for him here. Um, you just I can. You, you can, and that, that surprises me. So Tabilo is minus one forty-eight. Seth Van Wild is plus one eighteen. The spread is minus one and a half. Uh, minus one eighteen for Tibilo, uh Minus one and a half, and Seth Van Wild minus one hundred eight plus one and a half. The total is twenty-two and a half. When I say it's bad, I mean he's won. He's only won one of his last ten matches. Hasn't won a match on clay. And he's only won one match on hardcore all this year. Tabillo obviously had a brilliant run to the Australian Open. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, if someone looking at this purely from the from the eye test of what we've seen so far this year, they'd be rushing a bit with us to bet Tabillo. But Sean, he's making a case for Seth Beth Wild. Yeah, sometimes you, you just have to look at slightly deeper and, and sort of other, other factors. Um, yeah, say both worlds on a poor run of form at the minute, but most of those were on clay. On clay, on hard, where you know he's he's not at his best, but even on hard, he showed what he actually could do, if if he could be bothered. Quite frankly, um, at the Australian Open, when he took he took Rublev to five sets, he's a big match player. He seems to me like he's he's not that keen on the sort of the, the run of the mill um, tour events. Certainly not on hard courts. You know, he's just looking at his record here. Yeah, it's it's certainly poor, but that doesn't worry me. He's, he's a big match player. He loves the big the big stage. He's shown it numerous times uh and at home here in, in in brazil i you know i expect him to put in a performance he's only played three main draw matches in this tournament so far in his career but he's performed very well in them beat alejandro davidovich for kina in one of them lost in a final set tiebreak to borna Koric in another one of them and then lost in two tiebreakers to carbage but anyway in those three matches against very decent opposition it was points one and return points one titles 102 so when the motivation's there the level is there. I know he's very hit and miss, but the other thing that makes me lean towards um, the value on, on Saboth Wild here is that he's got a very good record on clay against left-handers such as Tabolo. He's won 13 of his last 14 matches at all levels against lefties with the one defeat coming in five sets at the French Open to Nishioka when his, when his legs went in the fifth. He was 2-1 up in that and he had nothing to give in the fifth. <laughs> Excuse me. Tabolo's played a lot of tennis. Already this season, as you said, um, he did look tired last week in in the final set of a loss to to Lajevic in Buenos Aires. So, you know, if anyone's legs are going to go this time, you would expect it to be Tabolo. So, happy to take um, we take the underdog odds on um, on Saboth here. Yeah, plus one seventy is the price you can get for Seth Wild on the money line. The spread is two and a half plus one hundred four. If you want to play a little bit more conservative, um, the other match we've got here. Is Lajovic, sorry, the plus 118. I give you the wrong price there. Plus 118 to say back world and plus one and a half is minus 108. I was giving you the price for the copper in match. Um, the next match and the final match at Rio, uh, Lajovic against Galan. Uh, Lajovic, um, a decent player on clay. Galan is a decent player on clay. Lajovic is minus 148. Galan is plus 118. The spread here is minus 118 and plus 108. It's exactly the same odds as the Tibilo match, uh, with over. 22 and a half this time, minus 110 under minus 115. They've never met each other before. All these matches at Rio start at 2.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time tomorrow. We do not know the order of play yet, but the order of play will be announced later on this evening. But 2.30 p.m. is the time the action starts. We don't know if these games will be on today, on, on Monday or Tuesday, but 2.30 is the time you want to be heading across the Bet Rivers. What do you like here, Sean? It's not what I normally like, but I, I quite like the favourite here. 
Um, on the main level, Clay stats of the last 12 months, Livich looks a, a pretty good favourite. I expect him to be perhaps a squeak shorter. Last 12 months on Clay at main level, Livich, service points, one in return points, one total of 100. Service hold and break total of 100. Win rate of 56%. <coughs> Alahi Galan. Sorry about my, my voice, no, by fine. the way. No, you, I'm, um, I feel bad to keep you on here, mate. I, it's I all right, I can bad. do it. It's just, you know, it's, it goes a bit, goes a bit peculiar. Um, Alahi Galan, service points, one in return points, one total 96. So four points down on Lajevic. A hold and break total of just 91 and a win rate of 33%. So a, a significant advantage for Leibich in all of those stats in the last 12 months on clay at main level. Here in Rio at the main draw, Galan's only played three matches, so it's perhaps not a, a great comparison, but his service points, one in return points, one total is 95. Leibich is 100. I just feel like Leibich is playing the better tennis at the minute. Galan's, he's won a couple of matches. One of them was against Schwartzman, who sounded so depressed after he lost to Galan. I'm surprised he's even playing this week. I think he's in... Lost Cabos, isn't he, Schwartzman? Yeah. Um, he sounds like he's at the absolute end of his tether, Schwartzman. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired soon. Um, and Echeverry beat him, you know, very, very comfortably. I've I've seen nothing from Alahi Galan of late that that makes me feel like he could win this match, unless Lyvich has a poor day. Um, not normally my sort of bet, but I'm tempted with Lyvich minus two and a half games here at uh, roundabout even money. Yeah, minus two and a half games is the pro the bet. Uh, Lajovic, you can play the minus one and a half at minus 118. If you want to get a bit of plus money, it's minus two and a half. Um, so that's it from uh, Rio. Uh, where that's only our second tournament week. The final tournament is over in Los Cabos in Mexico. Um, this is an uh, is it a 250 event, but it's a decent looking 250 again. With some big names here, actually. It's very yeah. some big names. Alexander Zverev is the number one seed. He gets a buy. The top four seeds get a buy through to the second round. So Zverev is through to round number two, where he will join Alex Diminois, who's the number three seed, who's just come through a big, big week. Uh, he's number three seed, went deep last week. The number four seed is Casper Rude in the bottom half of the draw, and the number two seed is Stefanos Tsitsipas. Sif Sipas is a defending champion. He won it last year. Medvedev won it in 2022. He's not in action. Cam Norrie's not in action. He won it in 2021. Diego Schwartzman won it in 2019. Uh, we said he's, he's got to qualify. Be interesting to see who he plays. And uh, then Fognini won it in 2018. But in 2017 and 2016, there some big servers won it. Big serving Sam Query won it in 2016. The Croat mm. uh, Ivo Karlovic won it. So that would suggest to me, Sean, it's quite quick. No, it's not. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that query win. He, he he won that with a insane draw. There was there was it was so loaded. His part of the draw. I think he didn't he beat Nadal and Nadal was in there and Kyrgios and all these guys and 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 Query ended up winning it. Um, they've moved this in the schedule, which perhaps doesn't help with with gauging conditions. It used to be in the summer, uh, around about sort of July sort of time. But they've now and this this seems like quite a sense a rare sensible move. Uh, for me, for, from the ATP, they've they've put it next to next to Acapulco, which is next week, as a kind of a sort of mini warm up for Indian Wells, and that that makes good sense because it's not that quick here, it's not that quick in Acapulco, unless they've changed the the conditions, which I I wouldn't have thought so. It's played on a sort of quite slowish Solflex outdoor hardcore. There's quite high bouncing, so similar conditions to Indian Wells, so it does make sense that they're playing it before. Um, before Indian Wells. Averages 79% hold, 72.4% first serve points one, puts it, you know, medium slow at best. 37% of the matches feature tie breaks. And 
generally speaking, it's not a great tournament for underdog backers. Only 27% um, of the underdogs have won uh, in Los Cabos. Weather looks all right. 26 degrees to 28 degrees all week. You know, no major problems. Uh, as far as the trends are concerned, it has tended to go to to one of the top guys. One of the top three seeds has won Los Cabos every single year so far. And the number one seeds won it the last three years in a row. So it's not normally the the place you would go for, for a bit of betting value, Los Cabos. Yeah, so maybe look for the favourites there. And the favourite to win the tournament, I'm guessing, would be Alexander Zverev. He is the number one seed. He would be the favourite tournament in the top half of the draw. Uh, if we go to ceilings, it'd be Zverev, Safalin, Diminois against Jordan Thompson, Purcell against Kasper Ruud, Kekmanovic against Stefanos Tsitsipas. Now, uh, if I was looking at this draw maybe 18 months ago, or maybe a year ago, I, I would just look at Tsitsipas and think, what a draw. He cannot fail to get to the final. That draw has opened up for him. But this is Tsitsipas. This is the 2024 version of Tsitsipas. Um, mm. What do you like here? Well, the 2023 version wasn't that great, was it, in the end? Yeah, Tsitsipas. yeah. Started all right, but you know, well, he, won end, it. He, he won it here, didn't he? The end, well, he did. I think it was one of the only tournaments he won last year, wasn't it? And mm. it was one of the few highlights of his later season. He started well, but I don't know. He certainly went off course, didn't he, towards the latter stages? The mid the mid to end of, of last year wasn't that great for him. Just looking at the draw, um, you would think the obvious thing to say would be that Alex de Minaur is going to be tired, yeah, after, after everything that he's gone through in Rotterdam. He, he kind of made this, I want to say mistake, but he kind of did this last year. He, he, he arrived at Indian Wells absolutely dead last year after he won um, Acapulco, which is also due to play this year, I believe. So if he's after that Rotterdam effort, he's now got to come to um, slow conditions here in Los Cabos and slow conditions again in Acapulco and then Indian Wells. You wouldn't have thought he's, something's got to give some way. He's got to learn. I, th I wouldn't be surprised if he, he didn't show up this week or if he did show up, it was a kind of a not great effort. So the other, the other ones that we're looking at here, that that top half is loaded, isn't it? You've got Jack Draper yeah. in there. You've got Zverev, you've got Safrilin. Um, Safrilin's the one that I think, I haven't seen the prices, but I, I imagine he's perhaps the one that will appeal when the prices do come out. Um, he crushed Zverev, I think, didn't he? Last time he played him, mm. beat him very easily. I think if memory serves me correctly. Um, He's got Dan Evans in the first round, who doesn't doesn't seem fit, does he? Last week he was very disappointing uh, in Delray Beach. As I say, Diminor's not fit. You wouldn't have thought Jordan Thompson would be up to it. Schwartzman certainly isn't. Mickelson is is an interesting proposition there in in that second quarter. If Diminor doesn't show up or or shows up slightly leggy, um, Mickelson could be interesting there. He's he's perhaps him and Safflin are perhaps the two that I'd be looking at once I've seen the odds and, and kind of evaluated them. Those are the two that stand out. In the bottom half, I think it's quite open. I mean, Casper Ruud, you would have thought, would go well in these sort of conditions. Slowish, high bouncing. You would think it would suit him. You know, he's not too fatigued. He hasn't played for a while. Um, Marcus Giron's in really good form as well, though. I mean, he he could be a, a tough test for Casper Ruud. Max Purcell has, has caused has caused Casper Ruud an awful lot of problems when they've they've played. But you would think it perhaps be too slow and high bouncing for Purcell this week. Kekmanovic. He, you know, you never know, do you, Amir Kekmanovic? He, he's such a hard guy to kind of win with and to um, to find much value in. And Sitsipas, yeah, too short. For, he's going to be too short for me, Sitsipas, when he, when he does come out. So, difficult one without seeing the odds. But, I mean, Safrilin and, and Mickelson maybe are the ones if you go in against the grain in the top half. 
Yep, Saflin Mickelson, and I, I quite like Giron, but he's also another player who's played an awful lot of tennis. Been really impressed yeah. in, in the recent in weeks. great form. Yeah, why not? And I think Mickelson's going to be a superstar. They really do. Um, so that well, not I say superstar. I mean, he's I think he's a top twenty player. I think he's, he's, he's got proving quickly. Good got a good 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 future coming along. So uh, yeah, I mean there there are well, there will be odds available with the Bet Rivers website, and uh, just looking at the draw, Saflin and Mickelson in the top half, and potentially Giron in the bottom half of the draw. Would be the bet we expect. Sitsup has to be extremely short. I'm guessing probably about four to one. Casper uh, Ruud, I, I, I think, will be a, a sort of similar kind of price to Sitsup. So there's mm. got to be some each way value alternatives between the, between those two players. So yeah, head across to the Betrivers website when it does come live, and it will be live uh, later on this evening on Sunday. So at the time of recording, unfortunately, there is no odds available on the tournament over in Los Cabos. We do have a match that interests you, uh, Sean. It's uh, Kopfer up against Borges. We, 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 he's, he's probably our most popular man at the moment in 2024, Borges. We always talk about uh, Borges on these, in these shows so far. Yeah, we do at the minute. Yeah, Kopfer um, is minus 150, Borges is plus 120. The spread is one and a half, minus 125 for Kopfer. Giving up the one and a half, Borges receives one and a half. He's minus 110. And the total here is very high. Uh, 23 and a half is the line with over minus 110 and under the price here at minus 150. We don't know the order of play yet, but it will be 2.30 tomorrow Eastern time. We don't know if this will be tomorrow or the following day, but this will be a first round match. They have met once before and it was in Antwerp last year and Borges won 7.664. There has been a bit of money around from the early flurries. There's only been a, a, there's only a little bit of trading activity at the moment and all the early money has been for Borges here. Has it? I'm not surprised actually. What what odds is he now then, Borges? Well, Bet Rivers are the, currently the best price in the land at plus one twenty. That price will be under pressure. One twenty. Yeah, I, I can see why he's. he's I'm, I am tempted with Borges here. Copper looks short in price considering he was ill last week and withdrew from Delray Beach. And the week before that, before that, he had his knee strapped up in Dallas. The week before, so he's always an injury concern. Copper. He, he very rarely is he in full fitness. Um, then you look at the fact that Borges beat Kopfer in, in what were quite lively conditions in Antwerp. I was there at the end of last season. Um, and obviously, so he's beaten him in, in decent, on a decent pace court as Borges. And now you would think the slower conditions would, would suit Borges more than, than a quick indoor hard court. Allied to that, Borges has got a pretty strong record against left-handers so far in his career. <clears throat> Excuse me, seven and two win loss at main level. Borges against, um, left-handers. Incidentally, he's played at least one tie-break in eight of those nine matches as well. 0.46 tie-breaks per set he's played against left-handers at main level. That's that's interesting um, statistic as well. Both been in good form lately, but if you look at the last 10 main level matches, it's actually slight advantage to Borges. Service points, one over 10 points, one total 98. Cop for 97. So with all that in mind, I, I'm not surprised that the money's coming for Borges. I would put this at at best, a sort of even money match. I, my lean here would be would certainly be for Borges. Yeah, Borges is plus 120. If you're going to take Sean's lean, you need to head across quickly because I think by the time we drop this video, that price might be under a lot of pressure. Uh, but anything above, anything at plus money, we think Borges is probably a decent bet there. Not an official pick for us. It's only our lean. Uh, just quickly, Sean, I know you. you know, I know I really appreciate your time. I know you're not feeling too great. But what do you? What are it's your? Right, it's my picks? voice that can't hold up. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm okay. My voice okay. isn't so great. What's your official picks this week? Okay, so let me just open Doha again. So outright on Doha, um, twenty-eight to one thereabouts each way. Alexi Popirin 
to win that tournament. And the match bet there is O'Connell to beat Struff, around about plus 130. That is with Bet Rivers. And then we move over to Rio. Um, I'm taking a chance on Saboth Wild. I'm not sure what odds he is currently. About 2.2-ish, plus 120. Yeah, that's very similar. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, Saboth Wild against, um, as underdog against Tavolo in, um, in Rio. Yep. Remember to keep ahead of all the content. I mean, the subscribers have been fantastic on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much for everyone who subscribed. Keep your comments coming in. Any questions? Usually your questions, where, how, where did Sean get his knowledge from? Where did he get his stats from? I think he's told me many times before and there he gets those stats from. Uh, remember to download the podcast, Benning Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Benning Weekly Studios, and give us a follow on our socials, which are uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Because We Win. There is some great content coming this week i did a great show with roy Giovanni looking at the women's tour uh looking at the event this week in dubai and uh, where he's got a nice big 150 to 1 pick there as well uh the champions league soccer uh is really hotting up with placing the quarterfinals up for grads the boys are back next week looking ahead to that and i'll be joining sean hopefully health permitting his voice can, can hold up uh on uh, tuesday and wednesday we'll be looking at the matches across all three tournaments on the men's tour uh, Sean, again, thank you very much for your time. I know it's been a tough 45 Pleasure. minutes or so with you, with your voice, but really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I've have only a got another 90 week. days left of this. Well, fun. I was just to say, poor old Natasha, 90, only 89 <laughs> days to go. You'll be all right, mate. Uh, have, have a, enjoy your rest of your day. Uh, head to the Betters website when those lines come available and uh, good luck with all your bets.